0: This is Rainmaker FM, the digital marketing podcast network. It's built on the Rainmaker platform, which empowers you to build your own digital marketing and sales platform. Start your free 14-day trial at rainmaker.fm slash platform. That's rainmaker.fm slash platform. Greetings, super friends. My name is Sonia Simone, and these are the confessions of a pink-haired marketer. For those of you who don't know me yet, I'm a co-founder and the chief content officer for Rainmaker Digital. I'm also a champion of running your business and your life according to your own rules. As long as you don't lie and you don't hurt people, this podcast is your official pink permission slip to run your business or your career exactly the way you think you should. So, as always, I want to remind you that you can get links to extra resources and cool things in the show notes. You can find those at pinkhairedmarketer.fm, and you can also get the complete archive for the show. So, I had a Q&A episode planned for today, but since looking at my calendar, I note that you do have a couple of days remaining to see the film The Abundance Code for free Um, I thought I would address a really good question that came up in the comments over on Copyblogger. By the way, did you know we turned comments back on on Copyblogger? Well, we did, and we would love to see yours there. So just a little little note in case you hadn't known that. So here's the question. This came from Christine Waring, and uh, I'll quote her. Having watched the film, there's not a lot of difference between this and The Secret, which very much impacted me although neither have really convinced me that you can really have it all if you manifest hard enough. I believe that everybody's life is mapped out for them from birth, and whoever you were born to, this is your package deal. Hopefully you're given the opportunity to have a good life. Some are lucky, some are not. I thought that was great. I loved that she brought that up. I actually was a little nervous about participating in the documentary because... um. I have some issues with the film The Secret. I have some fairly significant issues with the film The Secret. One of the things I'm going to give you a link to in the show notes is a hilarious um, moment from a sitcom called The IT Crowd. It's a British sitcom. It's really brilliant as long as you're comfortable with a little bit of uh, a little bit of bawdiness and saltiness in your humor. The episode talked about something called Space Star Ordering. So here's how the character describes how this system of space star ordering worked for him. Well, I visualized the thing I wanted. In my case, it was a helicopter. I drew a picture of the helicopter on a piece of paper. Then I stood with my back to space, threw the paper over my shoulder, and wished really hard. A couple of days later, bought myself a helicopter. Explain that one if you can. All right, so that's kind of a broad parody. um, But it, it gets to the problem. Right? You know, the problem is we all know that you can't just draw a picture of a helicopter on a piece of paper and wish really hard and get a helicopter unless you already have enough money to pay for a helicopter. Like, it's not really quite that straightforward, right? And we know that. So here's kind of what I think about it. Firstly, I think that fatalism is actually quite dangerous. The belief that your destiny is fixed. And you are either destined to be lucky or you are destined to be unlucky. My issue with that is that you will tend to take the actions and the set of behaviors that line up with that mindset either way. So I did talk about that a couple of weeks ago on my podcast called Getting Lucky, which was also um, made reference to the Abundance Code. People who self-identify as being unlucky don't look for the lucky break. And because they don't look for it, they never see it. So I find it very important when we're talking about this that we recognize that there are people who get a raw deal, that there are people who um, have circumstances that impose uh, really significant constraints that I don't face and you don't either. You know, resources are not equally allocated. So if you're born into a community where the typical standard of living is under a dollar a day, you don't have access to the same resources that I have, and that person doesn't have access to the same resources that you have. You know, you and I have access to technology. We have access to really awesome things like food and clean water that that person um, has much more limited access of. So some people do get a raw deal. And that exists, that exists in the world. And, um, you know, I, I don't like to talk about this topic without acknowledging that how fortunate that I am and how fortunate that you are, that, you know, we just got plain old lucky enough to get born into circumstances that gave us access to, to certain things that not everybody gets. This is what I said to Christine. For me, there's a massive difference between an abundance mindset and the secret, which is that you cannot and should not expect to get anything simply by quote-unquote manifesting or wishing. You have to take action and you have to keep your eyes open and continue to take informed action. The role that abundance thinking plays for me is that it sets up a mindset in which you'll actually take the actions you know would be beneficial. It's creating a space of optimism in order to fuel behavior change. Mindset is crucial, but it's just one element. An abundant mindset without action is just daydreaming. So, adding on to that, I was reading about some interesting studies that showed that people who have a positive view of growing older tend to do better after a significant health event, like a serious illness, you know, cancer or a heart attack or a a serious accident. So the people who have a more positive view of aging do better, not because they're marshalling like cosmic energy, but because they're much more likely to engage in health-promoting behavior. You know, they take the extra walk around the block, they do their physical therapy, they eat their vegetables. So I don't know if you guys know this about me, but my grandmother lived to be 102. She died actually fairly recently. And right up until she was really like 101 and a half, she was painting, she was socializing, she was taking walks, she was appreciating the things she cared about, she was you know getting into nature, she was spending time with family. And something that I noticed about her um, for many years was that if anybody ever said, oh, you know, eating broccoli is supposed to be good for you. Then she would like put some broccoli on her plate. She would pretty much do anything that somebody said, I heard that was good for you. She really wanted to keep going. She really had no interest in just kind of drifting off. And so she would do things that she felt were going to give her better odds. So she was not one of these people who runs a marathon when she's 90 and she was not competing in a bodybuilding competition, she was just doing normal things that people do when they take care of themselves, you know, things that you and I do, Um, moderate exercise, eating reasonable food that's not just, you know, completely crazy, staying social, staying connected with her family, and doing things that she really enjoyed, like painting. Now, she racked up an awesome number, and, you know, she had some very good genes that were helping her out there. But that's, we don't have any control of that, right? I don't get to choose the genes that I got. But the thing that I can control and the thing that I can do something about and the lesson that I do take from her life is that she lived her life right to the end. You know, she never said, oh, that's, I literally never heard her say, that's not for people my age. So, I remember she was in her 90s and she would pull these all nighters making quilts to raise money for the old people. That's what she would say, the old people. Um, So, she would drink like five pots of extremely horrible coffee and just make it happen. And she did this, of course, you know, for the benefit of people who were like in some cases 20 years younger than she was. I love that attitude of, you know, she just kept. She was kind of stubborn and she just kept doing the things that interested her. You know, she had to work around some things and she had to, you know, she did lose um, some of her vision as she got older. She lost some things and she just kept working around it. She just kept figuring out, okay, well, given what I've got, what can I do with this? So I mentioned that mindset is only one element. Um, And I'm just going to throw out a couple of ideas for you here of things you might want to try. You know, you might want to try it. You might want to try it as an experiment. First and foremost, being, I think it would make a lot of sense to try an experiment of taking, let's say, six months. You know, pencil it on your calendar till the end of the year. And decide to believe that you are a lucky person. And then if you don't like it, you know, in January, just go back to what you think today. Because really just the exercise of trying on some different ways of thinking about what you believe is very good for you. So I'm not talking about adopting the belief that gravity doesn't exist. And I'm not talking about adopting a belief that there's no such thing as a disease, you know, or we never went to the moon or there is no space station. I mean, that's silly. I'm talking about beliefs and mindset that lie outside the realm of things that we can measure and see and touch. These are the things, you know, that are bouncing around between our ears, ways that we look at things. And then within the context of that thought experiment, I would suggest that you um, give yourself a project. You know, what have you always wanted to do? A health project, a business project, a spending more time with your family project, uh whatever it is, is there something that you've always wanted to try out and you just never quite made the room for it? So most people have a little bit of a daydream about creating a side hustle, you know, which is a little side business that makes a bit of extra revenue. So this is not making enough money to live on at this point, you know, but it could be $50 a month, $100 a month. Very important. Please don't spend $1,000 a month to get $100 a month. And that's not – I'm not even being snarky or sarcastic. People really do that. So there is some, you know, very good quality business and marketing education out there and um, making a, a reasonable investment in it when, when it makes sense for your project. I'm all for it. You know, we're into that. But steer away from the, the massive promises, you know, the get-rich-quick schemes, the things that say you don't have to have any ability, any intelligence, anything going for you at all, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to have a million-dollar house and uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Anything that hypes you out like that, all the while telling you that you don't have anything to contribute, that, that's not going to be a good win for you. Typically with this kind of experiment, you want to focus on resources you can get for free or resources that you can justify based on the revenue you're bringing in. So you're bringing in, you know, um, $300 a month and you're spending uh, $80 a month. That's, you know, that's legit because you can grow that, especially if you can grow the $300 um, without growing the 80 too too significantly. And then this one's a really good resource for a lot of people and for me as well. Focus on things you've already paid for, you know. So have you already, um, have you bought some courses? Have you, uh, you know, do you have some things that you haven't really looked through? So for the remainder of this work week, this podcast is published on a Monday. But if you're listening Tuesday, Wednesday, it really doesn't matter. Just spend the work weekdays this week you know, maybe 10 minutes a day or so, just sketching out some next steps. So this is like back of the envelope, just some, you know, scribble down a couple of ideas. If you have a journal, if you keep a journal, a great thing to do in your journal. So for example, I'm going to write a $7 ebook, and then I'm going to write a bunch of guest posts to try and get some traffic to it. So this is not a million dollar model. Uh, It's maybe not an ideal model, but it's something that, you know, would probably work and would probably, um, you could probably get a little bit of traction with that. Or maybe, you know, I'm going to launch a part-time freelance business doing something that I already know how to do really well. And that might be writing, it might be design, it might be teaching art or writing grant proposals or tutoring English, cooking, you know, making something, making clothes or something else that people want to know how to make. So don't look for the paint-by-number system. Look for something that you know how to do really, really well that somebody else wants to know how to do and they'll pay you to teach them or they'll pay you to do it for them. If you can, try not to think about it as, okay, This I am constructing my future, you know. Um, try not to get too grandiose in your thinking. Just think projects, think experiments, think what would be interesting and fun to just try out. I have noticed something about a lot of... I, um, I'm i kind of in a position right now where I interview a lot of people who are very successful. I write about a lot of people who are very successful. And I have really noticed it is marked, and I think this is more true than it used to be, that their story is almost always really windy and really full of peculiar little side paths, you know? So... A, in my opinion, that's how you get to be an interesting person. You get to be an interesting person by just doing all kinds of different little things. And some of them are practical and some of them don't seem like they're going to be practical at the time. The great example is Steve Jobs took a calligraphy class, you know, and that for the rest of his life informed how he thought about design and typography and that in turn, uh, informed how the user interface was developed for the first Apple, the first Mac. So real success, the kind of success that is genuinely satisfying, you know, satisfying personally, satisfying um, materially, all that good stuff, very rarely happens in a straight line. And I think that is even more true in a time like the time we live in now, where everything is changing all the time. So we don't, you know, that traditional model of go to a good college, get the right degree, work extremely hard, you know, and take a simple, clean stair step up to massive success. You know, there are one or two professions it's true for. Um, If you're a ballet dancer, then you've probably been a ballet dancer since you were five, you know, or, or a gymnast, an Olympic gymnast. But for most of us, that real success does not happen in a straight line. It is not a matter of early focus on one thing and then you get there. And remember to leverage anything that you can pick up for free or that you already have. You know, a lot of us who give any thought to this idea at all have bought some things over the years. You know, we've bought some training, we've bought some business advice, we've bought some marketing advice. So go find, that's another thing that you can do this week is just go dig all those out of your hard drive, out of that old laptop, you know, from two laptops ago that you have on a shelf in your bedroom. Print them out if that helps you and schedule the time to work through them. And you know, we have a massive free library for you. On Copyblogger.com, if you look on the Products tab for Free My Copyblogger, which is not a political statement, it is a free thing that we give you. Um, you can get signed up for it, and there's like a bunch of eBooks and a bunch of really in-depth stuff that will completely 100% help you out with this project. So that's what you're going to do during the weekdays this week, and then this weekend you're going to make something. So you're going to make a web page. You're going to make a little. PDF ebook, you're gonna record something, you're gonna make something small, something imperfect. Um, and you're gonna keep in mind that you're a lucky person. For the next six months, you're lucky. So your little project is gonna benefit, it's gonna catch some little sparks of luck along the way. And you don't know where, you don't know how yet, but you're gonna be looking out for the little sparks of luck that are gonna start to drift your way. That is what this abundance mindset means to me. It means looking for resources that you already have access to, but you're not thinking about them right now. And it means asking yourself all the time, what is it that might be right in front of me and I'm just not seeing? And it means cultivating the courage to move a little bit out of your comfort zone and try and find some great things. You do not need to move massively out of your comfort zone. Just put a little toe out, you know, um, there was a great statement to that effect in the abundance code film. You know, that if you just move like a little inch out of your comfort zone, then your comfort zone gets bigger. And the cool thing is it doesn't ever get smaller. It stays that size. And then you can move just like a little baby toe out again. So inch by inch, you start to widen your possibilities. And that is really profound. And then finally, I think this is so important, Abundance mindset means cultivating a community of support so that you're not trying to do everything all by yourself, so that you're not always having to, you know, try and pump yourself up to find motivation when you're feeling worried or scared or uncomfortable. And I've said this before, but I think it's important. Don't try to put all of this onto your your spouse or your partner because It's not really their job. And, you know, they have their own stuff. They have their own fears. They have their own worries. It can just make the whole thing a lot harder. So instead of trying to make your spouse, you know, do everything and be the support person for everything about your life, find some like-minded friends who want to experiment, who want to have fun, who want to see what kind of luck you can all make together. Maybe you'll meet somebody, um, you know, in the comments on this podcast. Like, how awesome would that be? It's totally possible. I will tell you, I made some great, great business relationships in the comments of blogs. So, um, it's a thing. So I'm not going to tell you that this is going to make you an internet millionaire, but I will tell you, there's not like some reason that it couldn't make you an internet millionaire. You know, um, first of all, being a millionaire on paper is not really the same thing as being a millionaire who can spend a million dollars just so you know, but following your nose this way, being willing to cultivate a sense of curiosity in the film, I talk about a sense of curiosity combined with a stubbornness that you're just going to keep moving. You're going to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep walking down the path and try and keep your heart and your mind as open as you can. So you can look and see what's there. Um, It's really a path to a lot of freedom. You know, I, I am very fortunate I get to structure my days so that I spend the time I want to spend with my son, with my husband, and take good care of myself, and still meet my obligations and still do the kind of work that, um, that I'm best at. So if you ever had this idea that you can fill in an order form, you know, stand with your back to outer space and wish really hard, and that's going to do something for you, um, you and I both know that won't work, and I suspect um, you didn't think it was going to work anyway. But if you take consistent action and you stay curious, you look for possibilities and you look for support. You start to notice that the world, for sure, has um, plenty of bad stuff, and it also has plenty of good stuff. And you can find the good stuff, you know, and you'll you'll have your share of the the more tough stuff as well because that's being a human being that's reality that's okay if i can play a role in that community of support for you i it is my pleasure my privilege to do that um leave me a comment here pinkhairedmarketer.fm or hit me up on twitter at sonia simone if you have questions or if you feel stuck or um anything along those lines i'm happy to help if i can if we encourage and help each other, that's how we all get to build something better. I really believe in that, and I really believe in you. So go get them. I think you might find the film helpful. I really did not think it was a lot like the film The Secret. I thought I thought it was much more nuanced than that, and uh, it worked a lot better for me. Uh, it is free to take a look at it until the 30th of this month, so you still have a couple of days. Go grab it. Watch it with an eye to what you can extract that's going to help you on your path. You know, so if you don't agree with 100% of it, that is totally okay because you get to pick out the stuff that's going to help you and move forward with it. So that's over at theabundancecode.com. I finally got a chance to catch up with it. I think it's really well done. Uh, it also has some of my really dear friends in it. So that, you know, that's kind of a, an interesting side note for me. That's it for this week next week we will do a Q&A episode. You can always tweet me questions um, and I will answer them either, you know, at the end of podcast episodes or where I compile them for a Q&A episode. So I always love to do that and hear what's on your mind. That's it for this time. Take care and see you next week.